0: Said I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Said I'm all about it.
1: Yeah, I'm all about it. Said I'm all about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Hot Messy Podcast. We are your hosts, Jason Durant. And Adam Newell. Well, we are back again. Happy Friday, everyone. This is exciting. I love going into a weekend.
2: Oh my gosh. The weekends are my favorite. Um, Tons of shenanigans, but I just feel like this entire week has been catching up on work after last weekend, our big wedding weekend, not our wedding, but our family's wedding. And yes, Jason, you're absolutely right. Happy almost weekend, everyone.
1: And the holidays are brewing. They're like upon us right now. We have Thanksgiving next week. Which is so funny because when we were talking to your aunt, we were like, so what are you doing for Thanksgiving next week? And of course, her son just got married, so she's not even thinking about Thanksgiving. She's like, wait, Thanksgiving is next week? I'm like, yeah, girl, and Christmas is right behind, and Hanukkah (laughs) is right there, and every other holiday falls in this next month, and it's going to be crazy. It's
2: wild. The holidays are wild. I feel like they're so stressful, and they shouldn't be. You know, it should be a time. They're special,
1: though. They're special.
2: They are special. I don't even know what we have planned. I feel like I'm right there with my aunt of that whole holy shit mode. I can't believe Thanksgiving is here. And I don't eat a lot of food. And I really don't like usually the food that comes out for Thanksgiving, anyways. Like I'm more of a let's go
1: get a 20 piece from McDonald's on Thanksgiving kind of dude. However,
2: (laughs) however, (laughs) I'm so ready for Christmas.
1: I am so ready for Christmas. And you know what goes well with Christmas, Adam? And really any holiday, um, especially in our family, is wine. We love a good bottle of wine. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of friends who are like, okay, well, how do I find a good bottle of wine? Because, you know, good bottles of wine don't have to be expensive. There are different ways of finding good wine. But if you're still stuck on finding a good wine... You guys need to head over to brightsellers.com. It's a monthly wine club and the only reason I'm telling you this is because I just got my first box and it's incredible. It's incredible. And our first you'd... box. Oh, sorry. <laughs> our <laughs> first box. Whoops. Well, there's two out of the six bottles are gone. But how it works is you go onto their website brightsellers.com and you take their quiz. And what it does is it it kind of discovers your own like palette your taste profile by giving you like seven questions where you can go through and be like okay i like this i know i like to be at the beach um i love the taste of this and then it kind of reveals your recommendations and it sends you the wine and the first box starts at forty dollars for four bottles and another box is fifty dollars for six bottles it is amazing. You can cancel anytime. And guys, we do not promote products on this podcast unless we actually love them ourselves. And this is one thing I think we will be paying for every month. I'm trying to understand why
2: anybody would not just do the six bottles for 50 as opposed to the four for 40 because where are you actually going to get a good bottle that's less than $10 period, let alone two delivered to your door? Come on, guys.
1: Uh, And the box has drawers, right? So, wait, did I say that right? drawer, drawers, drawers. You can say drawers, drawers. Drawers. It has drawers. And when you open the box, you pull out the drawer and it reveals all of your wine. It's so cute. It's so worth. The packaging is there. The wine is there. It comes from smaller vineyards, from bigger vineyards, but wines that you wouldn't normally just like get at the grocery store or a Publix, Trader Joe's, Safeway, those kinds of things. And it's... It's actually really good. I was very impressed. Bright sellers, I'm impressed. I'm impressed too. Honestly, when you brought it up, first of all, guys, if you know
2: Jason, which a lot of you think you do, but he is an (laughs) Amazon shopaholic. And what he does is because I'm always looking at like money coming in, money coming out, what are we spending on? And he sneaks and goes on the Amazon account and we get packages to our door and we get like parcel pending notifications. So I'm like, shit, what did Jason get today? And then we got a parcel (laughs) pending and I'm like, damn it, Jason, what did you get now? And there were two boxes. One was my mom's Spanx and I was like, well, that doesn't belong to us. And then (laughs) the second one was... Bright sellers, And I was like, oh, this is like a gift. This is a gift from the holiday heavens above. And I'm so excited. Maybe I'm too excited. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm really excited. We've never talked about, well, first of all, a partnership so much. But uh, we will be talking about them a lot more because we just tried our first bottles. I think we had a Cab and a Pinot, um, which we love both. A Pinot Noir and a Cabernet. I'm more of a Pinot Noir person. person. Well, at night, I like to, you know, a soft, just wine, you know, that sounds so alcoholic. I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, To go to sleep, too, is a nice Pinot Noir. <laughs> Gosh, bury yourself. Bury yourself. I'm burying myself. We are so excited today because our guest list coming up on this podcast is phenomenal. And today we have Vanderpump Rules star Lala Kent, and we'll be talking to her about her life on reality TV, her journey as a motherhood, very similar to Sheena, but it's it's interesting to hear her journey in comparison to I know I love that we got to ask her about um Stasi
2: and her time on the show. and if there are any people that she's ever felt like were miscast and not necessarily supposed to be on the show, we were asking her, like Charlie, who, mm, I didn't say that you said that. Who I surprised said that. her Even Lala
1: didn't say that I said that. Who
2: surprised Completely her the miscast. most, breaking up with her new model friend, Don Lopez, and also, Is it easier to date when you're in the public eye? Because if there's something to be found and you start dating someone new and you're in Lala's position, bet your ass that people are sliding into your DMs with receipts and burying that mother.
1: Mm, You know what I mean? People come out of the woodworks. It's crazy. And we ask her that and it's interesting how she answers. So I think we should just jump right in with Lala. Today, we're going to welcome to the show Vanderpump Rules star, but most importantly, give them Lala host, Lala Kent. Welcome Hi, to the show. Guys.
0: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited.
1: We so are excited. so excited to have you.
0: <laughs> I, I'm i glad we finally made it work.
2: I mean, listen, you're busy. You have a lot going on. Since the last time I spoke to you, well, technically, the last time I spoke to you was BravoCon 2022. But... You weren't a mom. You were flying the PJ's. I was training you as a host, and it's been like <laughs> what? it's been almost a decade.
0: How weird is that? When I saw you at BravoCon, it was like every memory from Sir just like hit me like a ton of bricks. And I'm telling you, that was still one of the funnest times of my life. Like being new to LA at you know 23 or 24, working at Sir, like keeping a drink behind the hostess stand. Oh, always. Your face, obviously, Adam. It was amazing. I was so happy to see you.
2: Oh my gosh. And I don't know um, for those obviously nobody would know this but Guillermo loved so guys for you for those of you who don't know Guillermo is one of the owners of Sir and he loved Lala so he would bring her over food and I did not get this treatment as a new host at Sir and she's like sitting over there eating at the bar and she's like do you want a piece and I'm like oh my god thank you I'll take your scraps like also struggling (laughs) in Los Angeles like whatever you can give me. And you're like, here, take one. And I was like, this is, I love her. But just as fast as like we trained you, you were out of there. You were gone.
0: Yeah, it was very quick. It was like, I got the job. And then with my craziness, I guess they said, would you like to be on Vanderpump Rules? And I said, why the hell not? You know, in my drunken state of mind, I thought, this is a great idea.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to jump right in here, too. And I know that I kind of took over Jason's first question. But as we go through, I just want to keep this like as chill as possible, because that's the only way I remember you. It's just like a very easy, um, chill conversation. And you're always just like forthcoming with whatever's going on in your life. And I think that's why you make great reality TV. But my first question to kick this off is when you found out that you were going to be cast, did you think that it would impact your life in this way?
0: No, I mean, I certainly because and I know a lot of reality TV people when they come onto a sh- an existing show, they say, like, I've never seen it. I truly had never seen the show. I actually saw like I was a huge um, Beverly Hills watcher, Real Housewives. And so when they were starting to run the trailers of Vanderpump Rules, I was in Utah still going, who the fuck would ever watch that? That looks so boring. And (laughs) so I, I, when I got the opportunity, I really thought, okay, it'll get my name out there. I may be on for a little bit. I certainly didn't see myself eight years later, still doing the show. I certainly didn't see this group of people being my closest friends now really family and just the opportunity that it's brought to my front door is very, very crazy. I'll forever be grateful for what Lisa Vanderpump has, you know, she, she opened a lot of doors for me and then I decided to take over the whole damn house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And Jason, I don't know if you remember this, but Jason and I just moved to Thailand for five months because, you know, when you come into LA and Lala, I think that you talked about this um, before you did the show. You were even, I believe, and totally tell me piss off and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you got to a point where you were in LA and you're like, okay, well, if shit doesn't start to happen, then you might just boot it back to Utah, right? Right.
0: Yeah. I I moved to LA the first time when I was 19 and this city ate me alive. I just didn't, I I went back to Utah. I was like, I'm just going to be like a normal person. I'm going to go to college. I'll get a degree. I'll have a family. And I remember like trekking through the snow to community college and was like this, what am I doing? I hate this. This is not what I want to be doing. I was taking like one class every semester. It was just bullshit. So I decided to make the jump again to LA. And it was like, this is it. You either put your big girl pants on and you really hustle because you know it's it's not not everybody comes out here and makes something happen. And I wanted to be an actress. I grew up in the arts, but the game had changed when I moved out here. It was like, how many followers do you have on social media? Who are right. you? It was like influencing, was becoming like if you have a large following, we don't care why you're going to get movie parts. You're going to get the role in, in a, you know, target commercial or whatever it may be. So I really looked at the opportunity for Vanderpump to be that opening of like, okay, my name will be out there and we'll see what happens. And if this doesn't work, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I probably would have to go back to Utah. It's not like it, this is a, you know, friendly place to live as far as your bank account goes.
1: Right. (laughs) Oh, seriously. And fast forward to now, you're, you know, you're a star of a hit reality show going on its 10th season. That's crazy. It's like every season I watch it, I'm like, are they going to do another season? How long is this going to go? And every season we watch the show, I'm thinking, yeah, we can keep going. We can keep going. But like you said, Lisa Vanderpump opened a lot of doors for you, you know, with the show and everything. I mean, you have a book, you have a very successful podcast, which I think you just did a tour for earlier this year. Yes. I just have to ask, what do you get more excited for, recording, Give them Lala or filming the show?
0: Oh my gosh, Filming Vanderpump Rules just does something to my soul. I don't know what it is. Every time we wrap a season, I'm like, I'm never coming back. This is like so taxing. And you know, this was this was the first year, and i this is the first time I've ever shared this. this this show this year, going back to filming really saved my soul. I was in, you know, my life had really changed um, last year. And I was just in this hole. And granted, I I have a business to run. And that's all great. But I was consumed by my own thoughts. And it was like a torture chamber. And when Vanderpump said, we're picking up cameras, we're going to start filming again, I really feel like it saved me mentally. I needed to go back, I needed to have something to, you know, I needed someone to say, this is where you need to be at this time. I wanted to talk about even though we're all going through things in our lives, what I was going through, what I'm still going through, I needed to hear about like the petty drama. I needed something to get me out of my reality and I felt so saved this year. This was the first year that when they said this we're wrapping on this day, I did not want it to end. I wanted uh. to keep going. I need another season like tell me that this season's going to be great so that i get a phone call saying season 11 is happening get ready
2: you're like by all means you're getting a divorce he who shall not be named is in the fucking la time. so
1: please oh, tell wait, me about i have, your a, petty I have drama. a quick follow up question though do, i mean and i you know i don't want to like jump into personal but i i'm just curious do you think that he who not should be named or ever um or shall not be named do you think that If you weren't on Vanderpump Rules, your relationship would have a different outcome, or that had nothing to do with your relationship.
0: No, I think because he was um, now a part of my world and out there like that, and on the show, it brought people out of the woodwork to say, "This is not who he is. Let me let me shed some light for you. This is the person that he really is." So, I think had he remained in the background. I don't think I would have been made aware, but I certainly don't think that the show was taxing on our relationship. You know, I wasn't a great partner to him. Um, I wasn't in love. I just was comfortable in it and it had become my normal, you know, I was a drunken mess when I got into the relationship. My, my alcoholism really took off in the relationship. And then I got sober And I had been in it for so long that it was just my normal. It was my normal to be with someone who was my best friend, but I certainly wasn't in love with. I certainly didn't want to be intimate with him. So I don't think the show was taxing on our relationship. It just shed light on who he really was as a person.
2: Mm. You know, that's kind of interesting to me because for someone that you wouldn't necessarily be in love with, Jason and I have been together for almost a decade now. And it's wild because on the show, God forbid somebody had the audacity to come to your face with some shit about anybody who you were in a relationship with you would be like it was just like the brass knuckles were out you're like oh you want to play i live for this shit let's yeah. play
0: and i don't want me i don't want it to get lost in even though i don't feel like i was in love like you're supposed to be with your partner I did love him and I really cared about him. It would be like someone coming for, you know, my best friend in the entire world. I'm coming for you. Don't talk about him. He offered me everything that like a best friend could offer you, you know, and that's what really, that's what I thought you really wanted in a partner is you want someone that you're going to grow old with. You want someone who's loyal, faithful, who you can just confide in and lay in bed with and watch TV with. And that was more important to me than like the sexual aspect, because I felt like all of that stuff fades. I want to be with someone who I'm, I'm going to see grandkids in the future. And so I don't want that to get misconstrued that even though I don't feel like I was in love, like you're supposed to be with your person. I had such a deep love and appreciation for him that I would go toes with anybody to protect him. Because that was like my best friend. And I think soulmates come in many different forms.
2: You know, speaking of that too, you know, you had such a beautiful blessing that came out of this relationship. You have your little baby Ocean, who is so cute. And I have to ask you, and I'm sure you've answered this question a million times. I was listening to a podcast episode of yours and you were talking about how your mom loves to give her candy and you're like, shit, she's not going to want to eat the vegetables now. Like she's <laughs> she's just going to want to eat the candy. But I have to ask you, what is the best part? You're a mom. Your life has completely changed.
0: Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing parts to being a mom. Every time she says mama, it just melts my soul. She does the cutest little smile. That's every single thing that she does is just like, you're melting my heart. And she's so fun. And I know every parent feels this way about their kid. But I truly think my kid is like one in a million. Like they don't come like Ocean. She is beyond.
2: You're like, I gave birth to the best human
1: being in the world.
0: <laughs> How did just, that happen? How did me?
1: that happen?
0: Me? We and,
1: just... Had Sheena on the show too, and we were talking to her about motherhood and just how it's changed her life. And she had so many similar stories. She's like, when she looks at me, and I can't believe I brought that into the world. But Sheena also shared with us, she's like, you know, right now I'm just really not ready for another baby. Is that a possibility for you? Do you want another baby? Of course, health comes first, and everything that comes along with that, and you know, relationship if you choose or want to. But do you want another kid? And if you did have another one, would you want a boy or a girl?
0: That's so funny. Sheena and I had this conversation during the Gallery Bravo shoot last week. And she asked me, when do you think you're going to start trying? And I was like, "Whoa, wait, is <laughs> this planning right now? In a perfect world, I would have an amazing partner that came into my life and I would create a family with him. I just think we live in a different day and age and I'm 32 and at 35, you know, the chances of a woman becoming pregnant, it just declines. No big deal. There's many, there's many things that we can do that science has provided us with that can make that still happen. I want my kids to be close in age. So, I mean, I'm even toying with getting a sperm donor this coming summer. I mean, like I'm, I'm ready. I'm seeing the the images of ocean pop up in my phone, like this a year ago of her being like this small little being, or when she was first born. And I'm like, I want that. So there are more kids in my future and I'm certainly not going to wait for a man to come into my life to give me what I want. I, I just feel like I'm a strong woman who can provide for a child and ocean deserves a sibling. So there's that
2: (laughs) in your, I wouldn't
0: wouldn't care if it was a boy or a girl, because all you want is, I know it sounds so cheesy when you find out you're pregnant, all you want is that baby to come out and be healthy. That's it. You don't care.
2: Ten ten toes, ten fingers. I wanted to ask you Lala too, because there was at one point it it came out in a few articles um, that again, he who shall not be named. Did not want Baby Ocean on the new season of Vanderpump Rules, but it seemed like you were totally okay with it. Like, you were okay with separating motherhood from a job. I mean, did you have any moments at the beginning of finding out that you would not be filming with Baby Ocean this season? Where it was like, oh no, I can't share that. Or I can't share these little moments and I can't have that documented. Or were you just like, oh okay, you think that (laughs) you're one-upping me? That's fine, asshole. Like, it's okay. I can have my own moments. I have an iPhone. I'll document it on my own. I'm good.
0: Right. You know, I am just the type of person where I don't... You know, I think it's great to share my daughter, but I certainly don't need that. There's very little communication with me and he who shall not be named. And I like it that way. I'm no stranger to this business. I know you need two parents to sign off on that. And I didn't even want to engage with him about that. Plus, I knew what his answer would be. So I had come to terms with like, Ocean's not filming. Like it didn't even need to be a discussion. It was like, that's just what it is. And then, you know, he had one of his days where he sent this big legal thing over saying that she can't appear. And myself, Evolution, and well, everybody that is involved in making Vanderpump Rules happen got a good laugh. Like it was such a joke. It was like, no shit. We know how this works. Thanks for the the wasted money that you spent on the legal letter. And, you know, in it, um, I said, you made really good points in this. And so I think we should not, um, we shouldn't be posting her on social media either. Like, if this is how you feel and you want to keep her out of the public eye, I fully co-sign on this. We're not going to post her.
2: We know you recently in, ended a brief like situation ship with a model, an Instagram model, And I wanted to ask you because I kind of feel like you've been blessed in a way that you get to navigate new relationships and you have the whole world watching, especially you're like ride or die fans who just love you. And they're like, oh, no, listen, girl, I, I saw this guy here. I have him in my DMs. I have this person, you know, like they give you everything. They're like private investigators. Do you think it's harder to date in the situation that you are in now being all over national television as opposed to when you were Lala from
1: Utah? Or is it a blessing? Like you said, you know, things come out of the woodworks when when people know who you're dating and know who you are. I'm just really curious. I,
0: yeah. No, I think it's both. I think it's, you know, you get worried if you find someone who like you're, you're really happy with what kind of stories are people going to be bringing up. And you know, I know that everyone has a past. I certainly am not squeaky clean. There's going to be, I'm sure people who I've come in contact with back in the day who have a lot of fun stories about me too. But there's just this fine line where if I'm dating someone and someone approaches me with information, there's stuff that I can go, okay, that's fine. You know, we can move on from that. And things where it's just like, you know, that becomes now a liability for me. And because of where I'm at right now, and I'm certainly not wanting to go and date. I just want to have like a lot of fun. If there's someone in my little bubble or a part of my roster, to put it in a more fun way, that just isn't getting great reviews, we gotta cut them because my heart isn't invested right now because you know my guard is up and I'm going through a lot. And unfortunately now my roster has been completely cleared off because I just no one was hitting right.
1: You're yeah. a mother, you're a protector, right? And I'm sure whoever you would want to bring into your family or in, and add to that family dynamic would need to be pretty special, I would assume. But yeah. since you are focused on on being a mom, what what would that perfect man look like?
0: Oh my gosh, I love this question, but I I don't even know right now. My mind is so just closed off and I was I went through the these stages where like at the beginning of the demise of my relationship, it was like, I don't want to be around men at all. Then I had sex for the first time since my last relationship and I (laughs) could not get enough of it. I was like, where are all the men? I want them all. And now we're kind of going into a different season where I'm going, I, I don't know what the perfect man looks like. I don't need to know right now. I just want to dump all of my, my attention, even though, even when these, When I was talking to men, all of my attention was going to ocean. If I had my daughter, I was not seeing you. And I have her a majority of the time, which also right now makes it hard to date. Because if I have ocean, I don't care if she's going to sleep. I'm staying home. Like, that's where you're going to find me. And you're certainly not coming around my daughter. So it just, at this stage in my life, whether you're the perfect man or not, the timing is just so off.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that makes sense. I mean
2: you're in mama bear mode and getting back to Vanderpump rules, you know, there was a new, I don't know if it was an interview or an article. It was something that came out and it was from your good friend, Jax. So are you ready for this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> Jax recently said that some of the hookups on the show, um, I guess more specifically, Tom and Raquel are contrived by producers. Now, Obviously, you know, because you've been on reality TV for a while now. Do you think... Because I'm sitting here going through Twitter, and it's like going down the rabbit hole. Half of the audience is like slamming him like, you are so bitter because you got axed. Yourself got jaxed, And then the other people are like, (laughs) oh shit, no, he's probably right. They're pre-producing the show to make it more interesting. But in my opinion, I was like... What are you talking about? There's This season, we're rolling into an LA Times article, a breakup, a divorce, a potential sandwich shop, potentially dating, a new bar. Like, we have a lot to go off of. But I just wanted to see if you could comment on that at all. Like what Jax is saying about the pre-produced hookups.
0: I think anyone, a part of our show, who wants to blame production for things that happen are weak and they are incapable of taking responsibility for their own actions. A producer cannot force you to do anything, nor can they sit here and create a storyline for you and have you do it. It's, it would be a lawsuit waiting to happen. You know, it just, it's, I I don't even know why he would say that. And it's a stupid thing to say, but it does make sense because we're talking about someone who never takes accountability for his own actions. There's a lot of people. (laughs) The first thing that people love to go to is production made me do it. I've been in this for a long time. Production can't make you do shit, nor would they try to make you do something that you didn't want to do. That all happened because two people wanted it to happen. That makes sense. So just own it. Own it. You fucked up. Stop trying to
1: blame a producer. You fucked up. We're going to leave it at that. I I hear a lot of, yeah, a lot of people blame producers. You even have housewives that come off the show and they're like, well, the producers made me. And it's like, well, how, I I don't really understand how that does happen. But yeah, yeah, I do have a Vanderpump Rules question. Not, you know, not for this upcoming season, which we're really excited about. I was about to say, don't get her in trouble. No, 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 no. Wouldn't do that. But did you feel like... Um, once Stassi was kind of out of the equation on the show, and I know you guys are still friends, um, but did you feel like your other cast members or maybe some of the audience expected you to kind of now be the new resident mean girl?
0: I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that. No, I think me personally, when, when she was let go, I did wonder how this show is going to go on and not just her. I wondered how it would go on without Jax with Kristen, because this cast is so unique and we all bring something so different. You know, I certainly could never be Stassi just like Stassi could never be me. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Right. Because we're very different. But I did notice when Stassi was let go, it was almost, you could see, I won't mention names. You could see who thought like, Oh, this is now my chance to become the, queen or king b you know that's that was my perspective
1: it wasn't a new person was it
0: it wasn't a new person okay all
1: right just no it wasn't a new person
0: (laughs) me i just knew that i was really upset that she was gone she's one of my dearest friends and i thought that she was a great addition to the show and she was there since day one so My heart hurt that she wouldn't be there, but I just knew I'm going to go in and still do my thing and we'll see what happens.
2: You know, real quick too, I just want to say, and before I ask my next question, it was so funny last season where you just came in and you're like in mama mode. You're like, I'm just like, I'm sober. I'm in mom mode. I know we're filming a show. And then you have like a newbie, you have Charlie, and then something comes up and you kind of have this like little back and forth And all of a sudden, she gets like really worked up and you're like, oh, shit. Like, I thought that you were more prepared for this. Like, I thought you were going to be ready for the smoke. You're not. I am. Listen, I'm going to leave you alone. It's like, I can't. You're not built for this. It's not even worth my time. It's not worth my time.
0: That scene you're talking about in Palm Springs, right? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. It was so funny because the way that they left it, right, made it look like they finally had someone who was going to go up against me saying, I'm not... She says to me, I'm not the one. And they leave you at that with my face going, oh, shit. And then she gets up and leaves and starts sobbing. And it was like, oh, my God. Like another one that I have to kind of like reel it in for. <laughs> you know?
2: <laughs> You're like, damn it, man. Production. Do better casting. Do better. Now, I have to ask because we've done so many interviews at this point, And it's one of my favorite questions to ask people. Because... <laughs> Of course, every new season for you is a blessing, right? Like you said, going to the end of the season, you're like, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. But this season, that's not how you felt. Now, when we do finally come to an end, let's say season 20, right? We're not killing the show anytime soon. But season 20, where does Lala go next?
0: I hope by that time, because what, that's nine years that we would have... (laughs) I hope by that time, you know, I have created something amazing. I want to make, give them Lala an empire with a bunch of, you know, things underneath it. I want it to be the ultimate umbrella. I want something to look at and go, I'm going to hand this to my kid one day. So that's so funny that you asked that because even as a child, when I thought about what I wanted and where I would be, there was never a dude involved. I never thought like... I see myself married. I see myself with the love of my life and creating a family. It was always very like business driven, and still, right now, you asking that question, I don't even think about a partner. Is that so weird?
1: Wow, no, it's no, that's wow. great. I think sorry
0: that just like I mean, hit no, me.
1: there there wasn't a dude in my equation until I was like sixteen, and I was like, oh yeah, I think there's going to be a dude in my equation.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no. you know, I, I I feel like though I kind of. In my mind too, I think that sometimes people, we, and this isn't about us, but we just sort of navigated this with my mom who was potentially in the process of a divorce, moved down and lived with us for three months. And she got this incredible job, was making amazing money. And then she looked at us and she's like, I can't do this on my own. Like I have to go back to my husband. I have to be with a partner. I can't make it on my own. And that's just never been my mindset. So I think for you, especially because you do have a fan base and women, men, whoever who's listening to you, I think that's truly inspiring because they're like, shit, maybe I don't, I don't need a person to make shit happen. Like I can build this around me and then as I'm happy building it, I'm going to be in the best place of my life and maybe, maybe not, somebody will come along. But whether they do or don't, I'm going to have my shit together.
0: Totally. That's, that's what I was taught since the time I was a little kid and my parents were together for 40 years and still would be together had my dad not passed away. So I, even when I met he whose name shall not be named, I didn't fall into that. Of course, like I would be lying if I said it didn't feel amazing to be taken care of in every sense of the word, but I didn't ever sit there and go, my job is now done. Right. Like I always mm-hmm. wanted something that was mine and if he were gone tomorrow I wanted to know like I would be fine financially and we all talk about how, you know, money doesn't bring you happiness. No, but it certainly makes it easier when life happens and you know your your dude goes off, maybe finds a younger model, maybe his job goes to shit to know like I can step up to the plate. I can think about going and having another baby because Of what I've built for myself, so I hope that that continues. I never want to give up the hustle.
1: I love that. I love that too. All of those who are listening, for all of those (laughs) who are listening, you know, I, I, I know you're so busy. And before we go, I do have to ask you something. I hope it isn't too personal because I feel like you've inspired a lot of people with your openness, with your vulnerability, on the show, probably off the show as well, but in your sobriety and deciding to become sober I, I just always wonder what is that first day like when you decide i'm committing to this i'm going to do this and i'm going to follow through and how do you keep yourself accountable and, and follow through
0: Ooh, i love this question my rock bottom looked very different than everyone else's my rock bottom took place on a private jet on the way home from disney world and it sounds so glamorous but it was like the darkest place of my entire life And so when I woke up the next morning on October 22nd, and I admitted to myself, you're an alcoholic and you need to go get help. You're not living this way anymore. The elephant lifted off of my chest and I could see the light in front of me. It sounds so cheesy. It sounds so weird, but it was like, I see light in all of this darkness that I've been living in. And I don't want to say that. It's always going to be easy to maintain my sobriety because I know that dark days are ahead. That's just life. But I know that if I, if I wake up every day and I do what I'm supposed to do, as far as the program that I'm in, I know that my sobriety will last forever. And I want it that way because even though my life was, has been really dark for the past year, I've still found moments where I sink in and go, wow, how beautiful is my life. I'm so grateful. And I wouldn't be feeling that way if I was picking up and drinking. The way that my life is going, it would be a very different story if I were still drinking. So my job becomes easy when I think about everything that I've been able to do since I got sober. And I want to keep this feeling forever.
1: It's like a rejuvenation, right? You feel re-energized and Oh, you almost made me cry with that. Sorry. I know. I feel like I, like
2: <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have Lala be my sponsor. I'm now all no, of a I, sudden not gonna have
1: champagne. I mean, has it, has it like helped you be more productive? Has it helped you? You wake up every day and you're like, I have my shit together, and I don't ever want to go back to that space.
0: Yes, I, I wake up every morning, and even if I'm having the worst day of my life, I have the tools to get myself regrounded. I have the tools to know that better days are ahead. It may not be tomorrow, but I know that they exist. And just knowing that my life is manageable is the most beautiful gift I have ever given myself. And the fact that I have this beautiful daughter who is nothing short of just like a blessing from God. She's never going to see me in an altered state if I continue to put in the work and I won't miss a moment with her. So I will be damned if I ever pick up a drink again. I will do all the work in the world because it's the most important thing I have, my sobriety.
1: That's amazing, Jason. Thank you. Thank you you for sharing that with us. I I really appreciate that. Thank you
0: for asking that question. By the way,
1: it's a it's a journey, and you know, we, we watch this show that is definitely centered around a lot of drama and drinking and partying and stuff like that. But we've watched your journey, and I think this is you know where reality TV can actually be such an amazing thing because we do watch these journeys. It inspires people. You've inspired so many people. So thank you again. Her first season, she was literally
2: about to rate Kristen across the coals. And now she's (laughs) like, I don't have time for you. I'm not, you're not going to get me to that headspace." So you can tell there's a difference, right? Like she's like, we'll still go to, you know, like what you call, you still want to go toe to toe or however you want to go toes. You still want to go toes, (laughs) but you're not like, you're not like, crack the knuckles like I'm about to shove your ass over this table and then drag you outside and then we'll out there on the street like you you do you have more of a calmness to you and I, I think that you know that that's great and it's great for people to watch that journey of yours because we even see it with a lot of our favorite housewives and they struggle because they go up and they go down and they go up and you've literally even with a lot of shit happening in your life and articles coming out and breakups and you know, just your life has evolved and you still have not let it change or affect your sobriety. So I think that's incredible. And thank you. You know, for you, Lala, I know that you have a lot of things going on. You're an extremely busy woman. Do you think that I could just hit you with a rapid fire round of questions real quick to end this off? Always. Okay. (laughs) I have to ask you, can we ask who surprised you the most this season? Raquel. Okay. Have you ever seen someone to, you know, to start filming with your group and you don't have to name names, but you're like, oh shit, like this, this person should not have been cast in this group.
0: I'm just going to leave that as a yes.
2: Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Do you have one housewife that you would compare yourself to? Like you see her on her franchise and you're like, wow, I feel like we could be like sisters. Like I get her.
0: Oh, I really. Brandy Glanville and Dorinda. So there's the two, two uh, uh, people that really resonate with me. I'm <laughs> like, I see the sweetness and then they say things where like, we gone too far, but we're going to try to reel it in and hopefully they forgive us.
2: <laughs> and they get in the most shit for their drinking too, which is so funny and ironic that you said that. Um, I know, right? <laughs> you know, you have give them Lala Beauty and Baby. Now you said we want to build this empire and have this, you know, umbrella with different little endeavors underneath it. We have Beauty, Baby. Where would we go next?
0: We got to go into entertainment. I want to move behind the camera. I want to start producing incredible content.
1: Wow. That's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. I know. I know. I know before we go, I'm sorry, Adam, I'm sorry. This wasn't even planned. But I was just thinking because we just asked Sheena this like what last week. And I want to ask you the same question because... Vanderpump Rules say it's season 25, it's done, whatever. I already asked And you're moving on with your life. I know, I know. And I know what she's going to do. But would you continue your journey on reality television if it was presented to you, let's say, with The Real Housewives? And which franchise would you see yourself on?
0: Yes, I would because reality TV fuels my soul. I just love it so much. I can't get enough. And I think I would fit in, I would either, I love Salt Lake. I feel like I would fit in quite nicely there. The girls in in Beverly Hills are a little bougie. You know, I show up looking like this to filming a lot of the time. Whereas, you know, Dorit Kemsley, I don't know if I can keep up. I can certainly admire it. And then, you know, if they brought back like the OG housewives of New York, I feel like I would fit right in with the grit, you know?
2: Oh, I love and, that. Okay. I love that. All right. Well, Lala, again, we know that you're so busy. Thank you so much. It was so great seeing you again at BravoCon and just being able to catch up and have you over here on our show. I love that you're killing it with the podcast. I love that you're killing it with Give Them Lala. And we cannot wait for season 10 of Vanderpump Rules. We know that you never disappoint. So thank you you guys so
0: much for having me. You're amazing.
2: We'll see you next time.
0: Okay. Bye, babe.
2: All right, guys. So that was such an amazing conversation, vulnerable conversation with Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules. As you guys know from the beginning of this conversation, I met and trained Lala at CERB before she was flying high in the PJs and like, F you, I'm not picking up your shifts. So <laughs> I thought this was so
1: great. It was so much fun to catch up with her at BravoCon. You know and what's so funny is when you were giving up those shifts, it was we were just starting to date around that time. I know. I and tried giving, giving those shifts. shift... For a date with you? Oh, I know. We you try to give them up all the time. For we would like we're like okay, we have to go to work tonight, and then we're like no, we just met. We just want to go out and play and like get to know each other and and shit. And you'd always be like,
2: "Damn it, she didn't pick up my shift." Yes, yes. (laughs) So I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. In the meantime, you guys know what to do. Wherever you get your podcast, one hold on, Adam,
1: we have an official premiere date. For Vanderpump Rules season ten, which is in February, my mistake because I told everyone last time when Sheena was, on, Sheena was on the show, I was like, "You know what? I think it's going to premiere in December." I have this like wild kind of idea that it would, and it's February. I cannot wait! It's going to be so fun. And like I said too before, it's interesting watching the journeys of of the the cast members and the people who have been on the show for so long and yeah, to watch they were like her TV journey her ups, to like moms yeah her ups her downs like it, with sheena as well it's 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 so interesting and this is where reality tv becomes interesting
2: absolutely so jason do you have anything else to add before no, I? no i'm not gonna up? interrupt you no go <laughs> ahead and wrap it
1: up you guys know what to do give us a five star rating on apple Podcasts. podcast Adam, we're gonna have to start you know like changing that because like i feel like a lot of people have given us a five-star rating and they just probably keep going back and hitting that five stars and it's not doing anything
2: listen just keep listening because we love you guys we have so many incredible interviews coming your way from The Copo sisters, to Brandy Glanville, to our favorite DJ Richie Sky, Dana Wilkie. I mean, literally, you name it, we're going to have them over here. We anticipate and plan on continuing to grow this podcast, and you guys are vital in doing so. So, wherever you get your podcast, drop all of those fun little podcasty things, and we and if you you want to watch
1: this episode visually, we will be putting the entire episode on our YouTube channel hot messy podcast youtube.com slash hot messy podcast so go check that out this will be out pretty i think the same day as this episode yes If you want to be a part of the conversation you can always send us an email we love getting them we love your questions we love your feedback info at hot messy podcast.com and we will see you all on tuesday bye guys love you